Hey, welcome to the stories I wish you heard. If this is your first time listening to this show, I do two episodes a week. The A episode features a story from my blog City Songs. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, pause this one first and come back after. You're listening to the B episode where I walk you through some of the behind-the-scenes stuff for the story. We also have a special guest who will help us unpack some of the themes that we discussed. Before we start, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who listened to the first three twin episodes. It's been barely a month since I started this podcast, and already I feel like so much has happened. Just this week, I learned that I was number one on the Philippine Fiction Chart in Apple Podcasts, and I know I couldn't have done that on my own. So thank you for listening to these stories. I was actually at a point where I thought no one would want to listen to my stories anymore. So thank you for streaming, for downloading, subscribing, rating, and sending me your feedback. To steal a line from Late Night, I hope I have earned the privilege of your time. Now back to the story. I posted Your Umbra, My Penumbra in 2017. But this was a Franken story where I had written parts of it from before. Um, it was just from a weird time in my life where I really did feel like I was just waiting for the sun to come back. The first paragraph is almost a direct lift from the NASA website. And uh, this is because growing up, one of my favorite books was Ship Fever by Andrea Barrett. And I was always fascinated by how she was able to take these scientific, matter-of-fact things and kind of weave them into her stories. So it's it's something that I try to do every now and then. And I was hoping to... I, I, I did that here because I wanted to achieve contrast between like the hyper-realistic science stuff and then the thinly-veiled metaphor parts of the story. Translating this to the podcast medium was much easier than the last three. I had an idea which parts I wanted to highlight, and thankfully I didn't have to change voices for this episode. The part that was the toughest was also the most fun to produce. Um, It was this line where I was playing with shapes to describe the eclipse. So it was um, a bitten apple, a child's toy, an orange wedge, and then a fingernail. When I read it out loud, the words just didn't seem to sound the way that I wanted, so I tried something. If you listen to it with earphones on, you'll hear that the audio shifts from left to right. I'm sorry for dorking out, but um, <laughs> I'm kind of proud of those few seconds where I got to play around a bit. Um, I hope you can tell that I'm really enjoying converting my stories to podcast episodes. Um, podcasting has been great, definitely the highlight of my 2020. Another really good thing that came out of podcasting uh, is all the friends that I'm making. So the Philippine podcasting community is a collection of the most um, talented, most diverse, and just overall like the best people in the world. And every time I listen to a new podcast, I just sit there in awe at all the talent that I hear. So getting to meet the people behind the microphones has also been quite the treat. And that's why I'm so excited to have somebody from one of my favorite podcasts in this episode. This week's guest says he is an outgoing person stuck in an introvert's body. He is one-third of the Gam Chat podcast, a bi-weekly conversation with three Filipino gay guys trying to make sense of anything and everything in the world today. So welcome to the show, McCoy. Thanks for having me. Um, first, I want to thank you for inviting me. It's such a privilege to be part of your podcast. Wow, privilege. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've been a fan of your podcast ever since I discovered it on Twitter. Um, I think we were connected by a few of our mutual friends. Mm-hmm. And I listen to your episodes religiously. Every As soon as it comes out, I just listen to it right away. Thank you. I do the same. I always watch out for yes. your stories because they make me want to cry. But I don't. They make you want to cry. I'm so curious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious because you were, you were possibly... I think you were the first person to react on... Um, 4A. So I want to know what were your thoughts on the story? Uh, let's see. Um, it's a beautiful story. Um, it was vivid. It was warm. I felt present as if um, you weren't reading a story. You were telling my story. Yeah, so it, it, I, re- I really liked it. Um, I was shocked by how it ended. Although I had an idea because we've, we've talked about what this episode was supposed to be about but i didn't see it ending that way so it was a little bit of a shock but overall it's a really amazingly written story because the details that were included the characters the surroundings everything was so clear i love it 
I'm happy that you that the story resonated with you. I'm just curious about some of the things that you just said. Like, mm-hmm. who were you thinking of when you heard the story for the first time? Um, <laughs> there's a line in that story that um, that goes, "How could you look away when you know that these things only happen once in a lifetime?" And when I was thinking about that line, I was thinking of. Uh, I <laughs> I have something very very similar. Um, you have plenty of um, dialogue in there that I could imagine me saying, and you know, with my relationship back then, it's been years, maybe more than fifteen years. Um, and in the story, the the character said, "I was floating in zero gravity. I had never felt so calm, so free." That's probably why I didn't notice you'd let go of my hand. You let go of me. And to me, the way that sounds is like um, he lost focus, maybe. He got comfortable because he was happy. Everything was in mm. place. Uh, maybe complacent. Mm. So I guess he just didn't realize that this once-in-a-lifetime love was slipping away until it was too late. With me, that kind of happened. Like, I... Maybe I lost focus, um, and it just ended. And it took a while for me to recover from that. And um, you know, I can honestly say he's the only person I I loved, and that still wow. applies. And it's funny how when I think about marriage, you know, I, I would always think back and I'm like, oh, that would have been perfect because we were really good together. I loved his family. His family loved me. Um, so I thought that would have been a perfect situation. But, you know, once I realized that I'm being stupid, I just brush it off. Hmm. It sounds like you're, you still, I mean, they can't see you, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you talk about this person, even though it's obvious that you're, you still have a lot of pain from it, but you smile when you think about it. So I think that's interesting. Where do you think that's coming from? Because we had a lot of um, really happy times. Mm. I just don't want to think about the negative stuff, all the difficulties we went through. I really don't want to think about that. Um, I think this is what happened. And I realized this recently. All the painful memories and all the the hurt feelings that I got from him when we broke up. But when you are still in love with someone and they come back as a friend, you're not really going to see them as a friend. Mm-mm. So, but to him, I was just a friend, which is fine. But, you know, it was painful. A lot of things that happened was painful. I started putting all that away because I wanted to not think about it, not feel it, mm-hmm. to the point that I was only left with all the good, happy memories when I think about him. And when anyone would try to get close or when I'm dating someone, I would always say, it doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. Or he doesn't make me feel the way Oliver did. Um, because he became... He becomes the standard. Yes. It was wrong and it, it was unfair because everyone is different. And my situation now or even a few years ago was very different from when we were together. So I realized this year what I was doing that I was... I made this relationship the ideal relationship when it wasn't. And it was fiction. I realized it was fiction. Mm-hmm. That I was being stupid and I was being aloof with people who maybe wanted to get to know me when I didn't really need to be. Gosh. And I think sometimes the problem is our our minds are so great at editing. So when you're dating somebody and then you start comparing them with your ex, yeah, you don't remember the bad times. You don't remember the boring staring at the TV, all that like really mundane domestic stuff. Or sometimes like you don't even remember the fights. You just remember, oh... He was so nice to me when mm-hmm. this happened. Yeah. So I get that. I get the the angle where any future lover is held to an unfair standard yeah. because you remember Oliver and you remember uh, what it was like to be with him. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that that's how you interpreted that line because um, I see that that's what it can mean. Mm-hmm. When I was thinking about it, though, or I mean, if I if I were to think about the real events that inspired that line, it was more of 
um, sometimes in my head, I feel like my relationship's okay. Mm-hmm. And it feels almost like a checkbox. Like, okay, relationship, check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Career, check. Okay, there's problems in this area of my life. Let me work on this. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what that was like. Um, and then you, you snap back to reality when you realize, oh no, uh, something's wrong in, in this part of the relationship. And you're lucky if you're with somebody who can work on it. Um, but sometimes you get people who really just don't feel like working on it. Yeah. So that's why they disappear. What was, was it like that for you and Oliver? Like, did you have a chance to kind of name the beast <laughs> before uh, things ended? No. Because he took me by surprise when we broke, when he broke up with me. Oh no. I mean, we were having issues for like a week. I don't even know what we were fighting about because we didn't really fight while we were together except for that mm. that one time I guess it was the last one <laughs> because it was it was going to be over by then but um because I'm the kind of person that would just I'm like I'm I'm a people pleaser I'll just say yes that's what you want fine I'm not going to fight you because I don't have the energy to fight you and besides you know I want to keep you happy um you know even though I'm tired um I'll still do what you want. I mean, he was very demanding of my time. He really, really was. Um, mm. And I think the main point of why we broke up was he felt I was neglecting him, but I felt he was choking me. Wow. It's as if I no longer have time for myself. Um, I didn't really see my friends because he mm. would be... Um, he's very... He's very possessive of me and my time, my attention, everything. And because me being a people pleaser, I just say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my family parties, we'd be there for maybe an hour. His family parties, we'd be there from morning until night. Is he Filipino too? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's weird. Because, yeah, usually with family stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually the whole day, right? Yeah. And the weird thing is, he wasn't even out to his family. Wow. So I was just the best friend. The best friend who... um, Sleeps over? Basically, (laughs) sleeps over and stays the entire day. Yes. Wow. The whole day. The whole day. (laughs) On weekends, that's where you'll find me. But you were out. um... I was out. Yeah, my family knew about him. I introduced him to my mom. Not exactly like, oh, mom, this my boyfriend. But uh, my mom knew. Because I wasn't officially out to my mom we just didn't talk mm. about it i mean she knew but we did, we just didn't talk about mm. it do you regret introducing him to your family <laughs> no absolutely not my family loved him um mm. in fact they were blaming me when we broke up <gasps> <laughs> I, they said like what did you do what do you mean what I, what did i do i was the one that was dumped <laughs> No, it's just, it's funny because some families are really like that. It's like, okay, he left. What did you do? What did yes. you mean? What did I do? I, I didn't even see this coming. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> because they, they really, really liked him. Um, mm. Because they've never seen me with anyone um, until then. When I was younger, when I would, you know, party and all that, they didn't see that side of me. Mm. Um, but then again, he was the only one I really brought home. So... Mm. And I think no, you haven't brought home anyone since? No. Because like I said, I didn't oh. really let anyone in. No one mm. got that close. Wow. Because I was scared of um, being hurt. And I think that's really, really painful. If you think about how this happened 15 years ago, and you're still yeah. really unwilling to open up. Well, mm. it's it's been... The breakup was over 15 years ago. I cut him off about 15 years ago. Like completely no contact, no nothing. Mm. No more friendship, no more nothing. Until recently, earlier this year, I reached out. So mm. we reconnected. Um, we, we talked. We, we talked. It took him about two weeks to, to call back or to reach back. Mm. So when he finally got back to me, you know, we were chatting for a little bit and he was like, oh, can I call you? Are you at work? I'm like, yeah. You know, he still sounded the same. And 
you know, because we had such a great connection as being boyfriends or even being as friends, that we, you know, we could pick up where we left off as if there was no pain, there was no um, ill feelings. Mm. Um, but that part only came from me, not from him. Or then again, I don't know. <laughs> but um, so, you know, we were just talking as friends and. You know, he said, you know, how are you doing? And we were catching up. And I said, oh, I'm fine. You know, this and that, same old stuff. And when it was his turn, I said, how are you doing? He was like, oh, it's it's good. Um, I got married two weeks ago. And I had to pivot right away. And I said, oh, that's great. Congratulations. Oh, no. <laughs> and... and um, I said, how long have you guys been together? And he was like, oh, we've been together for six years. I said, yeah, it's about time. You know, that's really good. And don't get me wrong. I was genuinely happy for him. But because mm. when I think about being married, he would always pop in my head. And I always, I would always think, oh, that's a great fantasy. Mm. But now that fantasy is no more. Oh, my God. Because he has, he's ha- he has his own reality. But when that happened... I felt this um, sadness mm. that came from I don't know where because I wasn't expecting it. It wasn't pain. I wasn't in pain or I wasn't hurt by him getting married. I was sad mm. because I had to let go of that fantasy in my mind. I mean, don't get me wrong. I never expected us to be to get back together. But it was a, a nice little fantasy to have. So I had to let go of that. I think there are people in our lives who, um, you're like, I, I, I can't speak for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is what it was like, but for me, I can always think of this one person, um, where if I get to a certain age, um, and I'm still unmarried and this person is still unmarried, then we give it a shot. I wouldn't say plan B because it's really more like plan A and everyone else's plan B. Uh-huh. Um, and then when you find out that, that your plan A slash B has gotten married, it, it's, it can't be easy because it's like, okay, what about me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was thinking, you know, that's supposed to be me. <laughs> so embarrassing to Should say have that. Should have been me. Um, is, did he get married to a guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at least there's, there's some comfort there because. No, there's no comfort there because if he got married to, um, a female I'm like oh I'm not what he wants oh, I didn't think of it that way yeah. <laughs> you know I can't give him that um, and that's when I realized oh my god I kept all this like painful memories in the back of my head in some vault or something that I could not access until now and that's when I realized that I was being so stupid I was um, making it seem like this relationship was so perfect and it was so ideal and if no one could match it then I'd rather be single when that wasn't even the case I think it's good that there was a disillusionment at that moment because if you did not meet him if you did not you know have that last conversation there would always be a part of you that would be looking out for him or would be thinking about him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, without the expectation of us getting back together, it's just like a Mm. fantasy in your head that, you know, it would be nice. Uh, But yeah, you're right. And I I was able to let go of, of all that. Now we can just be friends as friends. And I'm fine with that. So in the story, um, it ends with, some eclipses last for a few seconds, mm-hmm. some for a few minutes, but some of us are still waiting for the sun to come back. Um, do you think you're still waiting for the sun to come back? No, because I was in that space for a long time, mm. waiting and waiting and waiting. And then I realized I can't be in this situation. I have to snap out of it and I have to move on. You know, I have to... Mm make a decision to to move on it's not healthy because i'm the only one that's feeling this way i'm the only (laughs) one that's waiting true and it's not fair it's not fair for me (laughs) to just linger and hope and wish no no it's not it's not healthy and i didn't think it was right so i just decided to just let it all go and just move on Mm -hmm. and you know i have moved on i just didn't 
know there were underlying trauma and I guess issues that affected mm-hmm. my present um, even after all, the, all that all those years. It's not that you're waiting for the sun to come back, but I have this idea that when you love somebody mm-hmm. and when you like truly truly love them, um, a part of you <laughs> never really stops loving them. And it can be five minutes, it can be five years, in this case, 15 years. But there's always going to be that part of you that loves him. It stops being a level of one to ten. Mm-hmm. It just becomes like true or false. Do you love this person? Yes. Yeah. Because you always will. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, if he needed my help now, um, I wouldn't hesitate to help him. Um, like I said, I'm not in love with him, but I was. I will always love him. I could be married right now, and 20 years from now, I would still have um, a certain love for him. Like, you could be with kids and married and all that stuff, but if he needed a jump start anywhere, you'd be out. You'd come out and, <laughs> you know, with your little clamps to jump start his car, right? <laughs> oh, um, if I knew how to do that, then yes. <laughs> With no expectation of um, no expectation of anything in return. I think that's how you know that it's really love because it's unconditional. You don't you don't expect anything in return. Yeah, I don't. If you could maybe talk to Oliver right now, like if he somehow magically joined this Zoom call, <laughs> um, what would you say? Of course, I would leave the Zoom call if he magically joined. But <laughs> if you could talk to Oliver now, uh, what would you say? Well, okay, so after that conversation, I didn't want to leave him thinking that I felt this way. So I texted him, um, and I said, my exact text was, um, please don't think it was all difficulties when we were together. You brought a lot of joy into my life, and that's what I've chosen to focus on. I loved you a lot then, and I will always love you. I mean, you are my first love, and no one will ever be able to take that away from me. I'm so glad you found someone that gets you and have made you happy and will will continue doing so for the rest of your journey together. And I left it at that. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we, it ended well, and we're still friends. Uh, reading that, it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to stop myself. No, I, I, I can't. Parang na-fragile ako no, because I, I, I truly am happy for him because I think if you if you love someone, you want the best for them. And this is what's best for him. Because um, when we had dinner, we were talking about um, what happened since we have um, stopped talking. And he's gone through some heartaches, really major heartaches. And this person was the one that put him back together. Mm. So, you know, he d- he deserves this. And part of being um, in love is wanting the best for them, even if that's no longer you. Yeah. So I think it's big of you to say all of the things that you said to him. Did you feel like you got closure from that relationship after that dinner? Yeah. I think I can honestly say I can consider him a friend with no um, lingering um, resentments or um, anything like that. I'm fine. I'm fine. I've processed everything um, and I'm fine. And there's healing now. Yeah, definitely. Which means... You can start over and maybe find your new Oliver. Right? <laughs> maybe. I just feel so foolish that it seems like it took me all these years to realize all this. But maybe because I didn't really want to admit it to myself. I don't know. Mm. But then again, you know. And I think you didn't deal with it the way you're processing it right now. And with these, with things like this, you really need the time to look inside yourself Otherwise, it'll just keep coming back if you don't deal with it, right? They're like, yeah, a credit card. <laughs> you can pretend it's not there, but then <laughs> one day you'll just think, okay, let me check. And then there's all the things that you owe with interest. Yes. <laughs> um, do you remember the last thing he said to you uh, before you guys broke up? You mean what he said? To break up with me? 
Uh-huh. He said, I think it's better if we were just friends. Oh, no. <laughs> so the reason I ask, uh, if you remember, is there's this thing going on Twitter uh, where you uh, the thread says, normalize your ex's breakup line as email sign-offs. So what was a, an ex's breakup line that would be perfect as an email sign-off? I can't think of any. I think if anything, if anything, I may have. Oh, I feel so terrible saying this. <laughs> but when um, I was living in New York, I met someone who wanted to settle down, and um, I really wasn't ready. So I told him, "I think we should just be friends." I just moved to New York, and I'm still getting to know myself. Wow. But then, oh my God, so terrible. <laughs> so when um, uh, a couple of weeks after that, um, I texted him and he was like, oh yeah, I'm dating someone. This And I'm like, and I said, oh no. I said, yeah, but um, I miss you. And oh, I can't believe that. Um, because I, I didn't want him to move on because I liked the attention I got mm. from him. Oh God, so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That was the dating equivalent of leaving an umbrella on the table while you go order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he broke up with a guy that he was dating. And so we kind of dated again, but that wasn't going to last because I really wasn't taking it seriously. I feel so terrible. Oh, no. You should look for this guy's Twitter and see. No, if, I shouldn't. <laughs> I really shouldn't. <laughs> So there was a whole thread to this, and there were so many responses. But uh, I took some of the best ones, and I wanted to get your reaction on some of them. So um, let's go through all of these breakup lines as email sign-offs. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, so I'll read the first one, and then I want to hear your reaction, and then you can take the next one after that. So yeah. this first one, do you still love me? X, I'm in thought. And that became the breakup line. I'm in thought. What do you think? <laughs> Obviously, he doesn't. Because you don't have to think if you love someone. You just know. Mm. That's why he's the ex. Mm-mm. I'm in thought is just so weird. I don't even know anybody who says I'm in thought. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to figure out if he still does. But yeah, to your point, if you have to think about it, he probably doesn't love you as much or at all. If you love someone, you're not thinking about it. You just feel it and you just say yes, mm. if you still do. Let's see if the next one is better. Can you read the next one? Yes. So this is how it feels to fall out of love while I'm still with you. Ouch. That's really good. <laughs> it's really good. In a really painful way. <laughs> there's a there's a kurot. It's a very, very strong kurot. This only really happens when you've been with somebody for a while, I think. Like, you're way past the honeymoon phase. Most romantic movies, they end with, you know, the the initial conflict getting resolved, and then now it's time for riding off into the sunset, but then nobody really talks about what happens after that. Yeah, but why linger? I think maybe this person got comfortable, like, really comfortable. Mm. And they settled into a routine. They have a life together until one day this person just wasn't in love anymore. But he stayed because it was his routine. Mm -mm. That's terrible, though. It is. Like, at some point, comfortable just becomes complacent. And your usual, like, love things, yeah. when they become routinary, it's just not as fun anymore. Relationship is not always going to be fun, though. It's hard work. Mm. And I'm a lazy person. That's why I'm not with anyone. <laughs> I don't want to work. <laughs> it's like a job interview. Dating is a job interview. And I just don't want to apply for that job. <laughs> <laughs> You're happy with your current employment. So yeah, you were just testing the waters. I like that parallelism of, of love and work because I always think about our generation uh, versus our parents' generation, they're very different. Like, Oh, yeah. With our parents, it was completely normal for you to be in the exact same job for decades. It's a it's a duty. Yeah. Like, it, it's fine. Like, uh, I'm a 
I'm a mailman. I've been a mailman for mm-hmm. 40 years. And, mm-hmm. you know, with our generation, it's different. You want more. You want to... Yeah. Um, I can't be just a mailman after three, four years. I have to be like mailman supervisor or yeah. senior mailman yeah. analyst. Um, <laughs> making this up, but um, <laughs> so I think that's that's one reason. Um, I have friends whose parents don't even sleep on the same bed anymore, but they stay together because they may not be in love, but they're still in love. If that makes sense. They're not in love, but they still have love for each other. Yes, that's a better way to put it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that sucks. Let's see if the third one's better. <laughs> um, I'm sorry you were my pit stop, but I'm happy now. Huh. <sighs> um, I think this happens to a lot of people. It happened to me. I was someone's pit stop. And I did it to someone else. I think because when you lose someone, you try to, uh, maybe it's human nature, you try to mm. fill that void with another connection that may not exactly fit. But at that moment, it was fine. Like you just needed a warm bed. <laughs> yes. But it's mm. terrible that the other person may not know that they're just a pit stop. Uh... Yeah. I don't think I've ever made anyone a pit stop, but I've been a pit stop numerous times. And sometimes you're okay with it. Sometimes you know you're you're the. Um, there's a better term for this. Eh? You're a uh, rebound. A rebound, yeah. Sometimes you know you're a rebound, and you're okay with that um, because there's as a rebound, you know that there's less investment. You know that it's, kumbaga. If it's a house, you're just you're you're renting. I know what you mean. There's no commitment. Um, but then again, why would I invest time in such a relationship where I know I'm not gonna get anywhere? Mm. I mean, if I'm just hooking up with someone, then that's fine. If it's just friends with benefits, then just that's fine. But a rebound is something else. You're not really friends. You're kind of dating, getting to know each other. Except only one person thinks that. The other person thinks I'm getting to know you right now, but then I'm moving on. Where the other person is more invested than the one who need who's re, who's rebounding. I don't it know. It is. That's terrible. I think as long as the proper ground rules are set, it's it's very similar to friends with benefits. But instead of sex, it's. It's a relationship yeah. on the line. Um, if you're, if you know that you're yeah. a rebound, um, you can't expect more than that, right? If you know, so rebound responsibly. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the next one. So the next one. This is for you. Yes, this is painful. Um, okay. I love you. No, I loved you. But it's all in the past now. Did you write this? Is this your account? <laughs> Be honest. Is this your altar? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know what to say. It's like, why? It's like one sentence you love them, and then the next sentence, no. It's like past tense. What happened? <laughs> I wrote something similar to this a while back. Um, that between. The E and the D and I loved you. Entire worlds exist because how do you go from loving somebody to past tense loving somebody, right? Yeah, what happened? What's the story behind this? A lot happened. I can imagine. I like that it ends on a positive note. It's all in the past now. It's positive for the no. It's a positive for the one that's leaving. Yes. For the one that's being left behind, not so much. I, it's interesting that you see it that way because well, no, because my my paasa siya. So yung first um sentence is I love you. Oh, okay, that's nice. And then oh, actually no, let me change that. No, you don't get to do that. <laughs> In my head, this person who wrote it was the one who was left behind, and so she's assuring the she is assuring the person. That, uh, yeah, I love you, but wait, no, actually, I loved you, and it's all in the past now. So I'm ready to move on. Yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> yes, 
oh, why was it? How come you you read that so positively? And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, you're terrible. <laughs> I think it's biases. Maybe that's our bias. <laughs> Maybe because I'm just so bitter. <laughs> no, I think you're getting better. I mean, you're self you're self aware, and that's the first step, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, what's that first step to recovery? Is is admitting you have a problem or something like True. that? Or if you ask GI Joe, knowing is half the battle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this next one is not as open to interpretation. It's very straightforward. We can try again when we're thirty. That's BS. Is it? You say that to someone so that it makes you feel good, mm. and in a way, you're giving them a like a like this hope that you guys are gonna get back together. Uh, I had, um, uh, surprisingly, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> I had a girlfriend right now. Yeah. <laughs> After all the things you said, the dinner nagula. So I had a girlfriend in high school, and I broke up with her by saying that. I said, if we're meant to be together, we'll get back together. I had no intentions of getting back with her because no. um, that's when I was realizing that I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I should just admit that. I had this relationship when I was super, like, early 20s, mm-hmm. and he told me, that um actually you know what let me rephrase it wasn't a relationship at all so i had this vague thing with somebody in my early 20s and he said that maybe when i'm older and and it's funny because he says like when when you're older not when we're older mm-hmm. like lang. Uh, <laughs> so like maybe when you're older when you're wiser when you're a little taller um, then we can try again and see if it works that time. But right now, it it's a no for now. Marry <laughs> the voice. <laughs> um, and I remember thinking, ah, okay, noted. So I'll 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 try my best to 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 age, to be smarter, to be wiser, to be older. And then that time came that I was older, that I was quote unquote wiser, but it still didn't work. So I guess because it was never going to work. It was ne- yeah, it was never going to work. I mean, you as a person, you don't really change. Yes, you you get smarter, you learn things, mm. but the core of you as a person, it's still the same. Mm. So if they don't love you as a person, then what's going to change that's so drastic to convince them otherwise? I don't that's no, that's that's BS. <laughs> A lot of these are BS, but I don't think there's a perfect breakup line anyway. If you want honest, the next one is really good. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) I just think my goals are aligned with him for the long term. Sorry. (laughs) And then there's the last part. Yeah, the last part you have to. (laughs) Oh, he goes, ha ha ha. What a scam. What a scam. Yeah, it's a scam. Wait, hold on. Le- okay, let, let's let's analyze this. So the ex is saying his goals, he or she, is more aligned with someone else as opposed to the one he's with right now. Correct. I guess if you're not part of their goal, then I guess they're just going to leave you. So it's very honest because <laughs> um, his goal is to be with someone else, right? So... <laughs> It's honest, but cold. It's cold. And I feel like I don't know who this person is, but I, I'm willing to bet a month's pay that there was no discussion of the future with the person who tweeted anyway. So, like, oh. that's unfair. No, you, we don't know that. There could have been. And that's when the the guy or the girl realized that the goals were not going to be aligned. Uh, well, I guess I can respect that. Like... What if um, the person wants to go to like law school or med school, right? And yeah. and you you can't be that person for them. That person needs to be with somebody else. But what's the prerequisite to be with someone in pre-med or in law school? <laughs> you need a medical <laughs> degree then. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
<laughs> you need X hours as an intern or <laughs> Wow. I think I I just remember this. I mentioned this because um I remember briefly dating a med student. Well, I wouldn't call it dating. It would be like the stage right before dating, like uh, getting to know or getting to know yeah. pre-dating. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's when I learned that law students and med students have um, the talk. So their their version of the talk is okay. I'm okay now, and I have time now, but. Towards the end of, of law school slash med school, I'm really not going to have any time for you. And I'm probably going to have like two to three hours to myself. And I'm going to use that for sleeping. So like, if you're okay with that, then let's go. Um, but if you're not, we have to end it as early as now because that's really all I can give you. Uh, that, that will really be all that I can give you at that time. Would you have been okay with that? I was actually, um, but I think it's easy to say yes to that when it's like two to three years down the line. Yeah. But if 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 you're saying okay, I'm gonna start like heavy scheduling next week, then that's a different story, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Do you plan the future enough for you to say something like this? No. I'm very go with the flow kind of person. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my schedules and my <laughs> calendar and all that. Um, I'm a very timely kind of person. Mm. But when it comes to future like this, like serious life-changing relationship and all that, I'm just go with the flow. Mm. And I think that's just, it's uh, it's your concept of time, right? So yeah. the person who tweeted may be very present-oriented, Mm-hmm. Um, and if the the X is very future oriented, then I guess that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think this is the one that I like the most so far because it's logical. Um, it kind of hurts a bit, but it's still very logical. But it seems so transactional. It is. He did say sorry, so I appreciate that. <laughs> and I think the fact that the person ended with "ha ha ha," what a scam. I guess the person didn't get their goal. I guess they weren't as aligned as the person thought, apparently, because it didn't work out. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'd think, that's a scam. That's what I would think. (laughs) What do you mean, goals? (laughs) Okay. Um, I I really like this next one. I'll read it for you. This is my favorite one. Okay. The only thing that's not fucked up about you are your plants. Okay. I love this. <laughs> Very telenovela, right? Yes, no, but it's honest. But you can tell there's a lot of um, anger in the relationship. There's a lot of resentment there. So much anger. So much anger. But still objective enough to say that, you know, you are a monster, but your monstera is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, I feel... What if... Oh. But, you know, the fact that this person got to post this, it's... I guess she's she's okay with it. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so it's all about perception. So this girl is saying, that's what you think of me, but really, you're the fucked up one. Correct. So, you know, so it's like, you got some nerve saying this to me. It's like something <laughs> like that. So, uh, see, I feel that anger. There's a lot of anger in this. I love it. You're very empathic, no? In terms of? Like, when you read something, I notice this. You, you really channel all of all of what they're feeling. <laughs> yes. I guess I'm very emotional like that. I don't know. Sometimes I, with my friends and my family, I always have this facade of being very um, unemotional. Mm. Being very calculated. Borderline ice queen. <laughs> yes. But, Jacqueline um, Lusset. Yes. <laughs> But because they've never seen me watch a really sad movie, I only watch those alone because I cry. Mm. And no one sees that. I can't believe I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the next one. Oh, my turn. Okay. I'm not the one you prayed for. Wait, why is God involved? I'm glad you asked that because... 
I have some experience in this um, department. I remember um, praying for my ex. Not when we had uh-huh. broken up, but actually even a little after we broke up. But uh, I would pray for him uh, every mm-hmm. day. Like, it's a Christian thing. Like, uh, yeah. you, 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 when you're single, you pray for God to give you, like, to shine the light on that person's path. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's why it's hard to be gay because, you know, you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna send this prayer out. I'm not yeah. sure if the message will get sent. Yeah. Uh, God might be like, okay, this is wrong. Let me smite you with some thunder instead. <laughs> but, um, I figured there was no harm in praying for somebody. And yeah, I did. And then when that person arrived, um, I continued praying for this person. Like, I would, I would ask, um, for protection and make sure that mm. this person was okay all of the time. Um, and then the, that realization at the end of it that this wasn't the person that I prayed for. Um, it can be very, it can be very disillusioning. <laughs> hmm. How do I think about this? Um, it, it's almost like praying for somebody is a really high form of love. Because you are the only person who knows that you're doing this. You and you and the Lord are alone in this. <laughs> Dinala mo si Lord sa usapan, di ba? Um, and you don't tell the person that you're praying for them, right? You just yeah, do. because I mean, oh, I prayed for you. I, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Here's a rosary, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, you're right. You're right. It's very spiritual, and it's like you're putting it out there. Um, you're right. It's on another level, but because I don't pray, so I don't fully understand um, why it's important. <laughs> um. Okay, let's try the next one. Alam ko din naman na ako lang ang inihintay mong bumitaw sa ating dalawa. Kaya ngayon, okay na malaya ka na. Itigil na natin to. Okay. Um, I've never done that where I waited for someone. Like, I treated them badly enough for them to break up with me because I didn't want to be responsible for the breakup. I don't think I've ever, ever done that. There are some relationships like that where he's like, I'm just going to not show up. I'll just treat them really badly, hoping that they would break up with me so I don't have to do the dirty job. Mm. And I think it's not right. I see that maybe they're not brave enough to actually do the deed, but uh, come on. I actually think that breaking up with somebody properly requires a lot of love. And courage. And courage. And I think if the person who said this feels like their ex is just waiting for for them to make the first move, Mm -hmm. then they don't love them enough to make that move for them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's always been my issue with um, Let Me Be The One, that song by, I don't want to say his name because he's a DDS, but <laughs> um, that song, Let Me Be The One, right? Um, let me be the one to break it up so you don't have to make excuses. Um, we just have to say that our love was true but has now become a lie. And I'm just like, you know what? The person you're singing to doesn't love you enough to actually break up with you. Yeah. I mean, if you do that to someone, you're creating a lot of animosity, a lot of uh, trauma. You're leaving such a bad taste in their mouth. Mm. If you're going to break up, you don't feel like you should be with this person, just go for it. Mm. Come on. You know, why would you drag it along? I don't understand why. Why would you pause the tragic ending? (laughs) Yeah. And then you're like stressing out because, oh, God. Yeah, no. No. We don't like this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Um, I like the next one. This is so you. Oh my gosh. Okay. If by some miracle you ever find yourself in the position to fall in love again, fall in love with me. That's like hopeless romantic. I know. Very rom-com. I love it. I'm going to steal this line. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Whoever you are, I'm, I'm stealing this. I want this to be in a story. The side of me that not a lot of people see can relate to that because, um, yeah, that's some hopeless romantic shit. That's re- 
I like how it sounds very businessy at the start. Yeah. Like, if you find yourself in the position to, and then fall in love again, fall in love with me. I think maybe the person this person is talking to have gone through a lot of um, pain. Mm. So maybe they're not ready to fall in love again. Yeah, okay. It's respectful of the ex, knowing that that person's not ever going to be ready. Mm-hmm. So it's like if by some miracle, right, you're, you find yourself in that place again, please find me. This is the English version of One More Chance. This is ako na lang, ako na lang ulit. <laughs> oh gosh, that movie. <laughs> mm. So cue Eric Santos. I'll never go. <laughs> <laughs> But it's true though. It's like, oh, oh, you just brought back all these memories like of that movie, that, you know, that scene. It's like begging. It's like, please, yeah, like begging, forgetting all about dignity and pride just you don't care you'll just beg why are we doing this <laughs> we like the pain yes we like the pain <laughs> <laughs> okay you have the last one i think the last one is the best way to end this okay i need this you have to analyze this for me because i kind of in a way don't understand it okay. um so It says, you can't reply to this conversation anymore. Learn more. This is what you get when somebody blocks you on Facebook. So I think what this person is saying is he didn't get uh, a breakup line. Um, he was just blocked. Oh, I get it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because I've never been blocked. So I'm like, I don't get it. Uh, now, now that you you said that, okay, I get it. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you can't even get your closure. No, <sighs> yeah. like cut all ties. Yeah. I think there's uh, most relationships start with so and so wants to send you a message, or so and so is waving at you. Yeah. And then many of them end this way. You just you can't reply to this conversation anymore. So that's like the ultimate form of ghosting. Yes. Because you were together, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And then one day you're no longer together and you can't get a hold of this person. Correct. And you block them everywhere like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like even LinkedIn. Like, block that person off LinkedIn because you don't want to hear about their jobs and, and how they're doing well in their career anymore. You just, you stop. I get that. Um, like I said, I don't think I've ever been blocked this way. But if someone broke up with me and I don't want to be around them, I don't want to see anything that has anything to do with them, I'll just unfriend them and I'll unfollow them. I don't see the point of just um, muting their post and remain friends with them. No, if you want to cut ties, cut ties. Mm. I think you do this so for yourself too. Yeah. So you're not tempted to look at them. You're not tempted to, because if you block somebody, they disappear from from your version of Facebook forever. I know. I get it. So you you unfriend them, but at the same time you block them so they can't find you or or anything like that. And you can't find them. Yeah. Which is important yeah. too, right? Like you yeah. won't be tempted to to stalk. <laughs> I don't do that. Oh, you don't? You don't stalk your exes? Not even like out of curiosity one night? Not my exes. My future exes. Your future exes? <laughs> I like that it's so optimistic and so pessimistic at the same time, right? Like I'm optimistic that we will fall in love, but... I know that we're gonna break up, so you are my future ex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Speaking of replying, um, I collected some comments. Some of these are from the podcast episode, uh, and some of them are from the original blog post. So I want to get your reaction to some of these as well. Okay, let's see. Listening to City Boy's story is like watching a, stu- a studio... Okay, okay. Don't hate me, but I don't know what that is. Um, 
Is a Ghibli film na walang sugar coating. You get what life is real, painful, and beautiful all at the same time. Yeah, that's what life is. <laughs> so this was from the podcast. This is from uh, a new listener who also podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I think, yes, I saw this. I saw this, <laughs> yes. So, uh, Ghibli films are, actually, I'm not 100% confident that that's how that's said. Maybe it's Ghibli. But um, they're Japanese. They're very, like, matter of fact. Um, so, this was, like, a huge compliment for yes. me when I read it. So, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm flexing this. I'm putting this in, in the next episode. <laughs> no, now that you described it that way, yes. I get it. Your stories are very um, raw in a lot of ways. Um, painful if you have pain in your heart. If there's dormant uh, pain. Yes. But at the same time, there's beauty to it. Oh, gosh. You're right. You don't sugarcoat anything. <laughs> you don't. Actually, um, when I was researching for this week's story, so mm-hmm. I read through my old stories. Um, yeah. And I realized that 2017 uh, was a very weird time for me. And so there was this idea that I, I wanted to document everything as clearly as possible. But then there was also, in your Umbra, my penumbra, a, a, like a really thinly veiled metaphor for for a ghost. Because this really was what that was for me. It was a ghosting uh, a documentation of a ghosting. Oh my! <laughs> I'm sorry, did you hear? That? Yes. <laughs> my cat was like, "Please don't talk about old things. <laughs> don't talk about things you've moved on from." Wait. So you're saying this story that we we were talking about is about ghosting? It was. Yeah, it was a ghosting, a very proper ghosting. Um. And and that's why I didn't stop you because I like that you had your own uh, interpretation of it. Um, oh yeah, of course. Okay. Um, actually, I was gonna tell you not to take offense that how I analyze the story may not be exactly how you meant it to be analyzed. Oh yeah, uh, no, of course I would not. I, that that's a really good thing for me because it means that I wrote it vaguely enough so that you'd be able to relate to it without necessarily having to. Um, have gone through what I went through. Now that you said that, that's very interesting because the story was so um oh so deep. I'm not saying that you being ghosted is so shallow. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that the story had so much complexity to it. It's like, I guess it depends on what you've gone through or what you're going through, and maybe that's how you you'll read the story. Could be, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, your experiences shape the way you look at things. And it just so happens that's the way I looked at, at that. Yeah, but um, this story, if I'm remembering it right, because this was about, uh, I wrote it about three years ago, but the the person who inspired it was from about four, four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I read something about my Zodiac sign that our best relationships are mostly in our head or they take place in our head. So, like, in my head, it was already a perfect relationship, or at least the start, the beginning of a perfect relationship. And, uh, you know, in my head, I'm picking out um, colors for the wedding. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm inventing fights, and then I'm, I'm, I'm inventing, like, how you get back together. Um, I'm naming our kids. I'm painting our house. And then... You go back to this relationship, you go back to reality, and you realize, wait, that's that's really not what he has in his head. So um, that was like me closing my eyes and floating in zero gravity. I was already picturing yeah. a thousand sunsets with this person when they didn't really see that at all. And so when I opened my eyes and I woke from my daydream, they they were gone. You can't reply to this message anymore. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> No, it, I don't think we. I was blocked, but um, figuratively, I was blocked. It was. It was like uh, this isn't what what I want from you. This isn't where I want to be. It was something like that. Wow. Wait, what's your sign? Leo. So Leos are very grandiose, and if you listen to the Thirty Five and Up to Astrology <laughs> podcast, we're the Yossi Candy 
from behind, but I I mean to. Um, the funny thing is, when you were describing it's all in your head and you're imagining this and that, um, I was like, oh, I get it because sometimes I do that too, because I'm also a Leo. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> diba? That's our struggle. We um yeah. we are so strong and brave, but we're also like really romantic inside. Yes. yes. Um. We're the type to like run to the airport in a very rom-com way, um, and then you get there and it's like, wait, no, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I mean, love letters. If anyone writes me a love letter, we're getting married. It's like, <laughs> okay, you got me, you got me. <laughs> okay, this next one might sound very familiar to you. Yes, it's just four words. It's that last line, gasp. <laughs> <laughs> this was yours. This is your reaction to it. Okay. I was driving when I was listening to your story and I was so, like, so immersed. I'm like, oh, so, <laughs> you know, so beautiful, this and that. And then that last line. And I literally, I was like, <gasps> like, that's, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> and I wanted to pull over so I could tweet. <laughs> Is this why there was a missing um, missing asterisk at the end? Was there? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Because I was like, wait, wait. I want to pull over. But I could. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah, I, I made an audible gasp sound. <laughs> I'm happy that you got to expound a little bit on <laughs> what you wanted to say. Um So those are all of the comments that we have from both the blog and the podcast. And I want to thank you, McCoy, for the last two hours. Oh, my gosh. Um, I cannot believe that it's been two hours. Well, when you're having fun, you don't really notice time. Yes. Um, And I want to hear from the people listening to this. So if you want to chime in on Twitter, um, just tag me at City Boy. Are you still waiting for the sun to come back? So we've heard from McCoy and you've heard from me. Uh, I want to know how many of you are still stuck in the darkness waiting for your son to come back. Uh, so, Makoy, you actually have your own podcast, and that's where I met you. Mm-hmm. So, for those listening to this who are not familiar with Gamchat, what is it that they can expect from the Gamchat podcast? My friends, Greg and D and myself, we decided to start this podcast so we can discuss issues that affect the LGBTQA plus community, um, Filipino community here in the U.S. and also in the Philippines. So we discussed different things. For example, we had an episode about um, COVID and we invited mm-hmm. one, of our, one of our friends who's a frontliner because we wanted to hear it from, from his point of view. Because if you're not a frontliner, you don't fully understand mm-hmm. how, what they go through. Um, and we also have uh, a few more topics lined up. Some serious, some not so serious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we just have a conversation. And we we just talk about things. I remember the first time I listened to it. Uh, and you guys were talking about AOL yeah. uh, and, and hooking up in, in <laughs> that time. Um, and... I, I, I'm not Phil Am at yeah. all. <laughs> and uh, But it was interesting to hear about what that was like for, for people who were going through that. And it's such a different time. It yeah. was such a different time from, from how it is now. So yeah. um, that hooked me in. But then when I listened to your um, your interview with the Frontliner, yeah. that really opened my eyes. It got me sad at first. And then I got angry. I got angry at the people who stopped wearing masks, who uh, were risking other people out there when there are legit frontliners who are literally risking their lives each day. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really good podcast. I always say this is one of my favorite podcasts because uh, it pretends to be light. And then <laughs> suddenly there's like a punch like right in the middle and you're, you're so invested in it. Thank you. So... Um, where can people listen to Gamchat? What platforms are you guys on? We're on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, um, Overcast, and a few more. I just can't name them. But where you listen to your podcast, it's going to be there.
Yes. So you can stay in touch with McCoy on Twitter and Instagram at mclemente07. You can also follow his podcast, GamChat, on Twitter and Instagram at GamChatPodcast. So McCoy is always awake. He never sleeps. Every time I message him or I tag GamChat, there's always a response within like five seconds. Very, <laughs> very fast. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I'll wake up at three. I'm like, oh, are there any new tweets? <laughs> <laughs> 3 a.m. Have you set up like your alert so when somebody tags it or? Yeah, it just pops up, but it's like an internal clock. Like I'll go to bed at 10 p.m. and then I'll wake up at 3 a.m. to check if there's anything, and then I'll wake up again at like six, and that's my wake up time. It's not <laughs> healthy. I really should not. not do this. It's not, but it's your passion. I think I got that way too. Especially when it was new, I was always yeah. refreshing Anchor to see, okay, how many people listen today? How many people listen today? Well, the thing about <laughs> um, doing a podcast, it it opens you up. Um, you learn to um, explore ideas, to explore ideas that you may not agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, also, to be more open about different things, different topics, being raw and honest, like the honesty True. of this post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And it just it opens your, your point of view. So thank you so much for your time tonight. Come back next week when we feature another story on The Stories I Wish You Heard. <laughs>